Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Diaz, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hi, it's Ed again. Let's go right to episode 326, titled, Paul's Trial Before Felix. You can find this trial in Acts chapter 24. Five days after Paul arrived in Caesarea, his accusers showed up to bring charges against him. And among those accusers were Ananias, the high priest of Israel, and some of the highest officers in the Sanhedrin. Plus, they had a skilled lawyer named Tertullus. These were some of the most powerful men in Israel, and they were determined to get Paul convicted and then sentenced to death. Tertullus began his case against Paul by flattering Felix, the Roman governor. He praised the great leadership that Felix provided, saying that it allowed the Jews to enjoy peace as his subjects. But none of this was really true. According to Tacitus, a Roman historian, Felix was an extremely cruel ruler, and the Jews hated him. Then Tertullus continued by stating the charges the Jewish leaders were bringing against Paul. He started by accusing Paul of being a troublemaker who stirred up riots all over the world. The lawyer portrayed Paul as the ringleader of a group known as the Nazarene sect. This was a derogatory term for anyone who believed in Jesus. Tertullus then proceeded to make members of the Nazarene sect sound like terrorists. When he had finished these accusations, he added, And this man Paul has even blasphemed against our temple. Well, of course, there was no proof to support this accusation, except some hearsay evidence from the elders. But since they were present in the courtroom, Tertullus tried to use them to back up everything he said. Then when it was time for Paul to defend himself, he said, I did nothing to deserve what was done to me. It is true that I am a follower of Jesus of Nazareth, but I have not deserted the God of my fathers or the law that he gave to Moses, and I still believe everything written by the prophets. While I was in Jerusalem, I did not argue with anyone at the temple or stir up a crowd in the synagogue. I simply came to bring gifts for the poor and to present offerings at the temple in order to fulfill a vow. These men standing before you today have no evidence for any of their accusations. As a matter of fact, we agree on many things, Paul said, including the fact that there will be a resurrection from the dead. Felix listened to both sides, but he refused to make a ruling on the spot. He decided to wait until Lysias, the commander who had rescued Paul from the mob in Jerusalem, could arrive and then tell his side of the story. Felix then sent the Jewish leaders and their lawyer back to Jerusalem. Meanwhile, he commanded the centurion to place Paul in custody. Although Paul was still a prisoner, he was given some freedom, and his friends were allowed to take care of his needs. Felix was fascinated by what Paul had said. A few days later, he sent for him. Felix and his Jewish wife, Drusilla, sat and listened to Paul as he taught about righteousness and self-control. He also talked about the judgment that God would eventually pass on everyone. When Paul mentioned judgment, Felix became afraid and said, That's enough for now. You can leave. When it's convenient, I will send for you. Felix did send for Paul quite often. He liked listening to what Paul had to say. He knew Paul was innocent and that he should release him. But in the back of his mind, Felix kept hoping that Paul would give him a large sum of money as a bribe to purchase his freedom. This went on for two long years. Think about it. 
Take a few minutes and think through all the things you hope to do in the next two years. Now, imagine that your life is put on hold and you aren't able to do anything you want because someone has falsely accused you. Now, here are the questions. Would you still be faithful to God like Paul was? Would you be patient enough to let God accomplish His purposes through your life? Would you be able to praise Him in the process? The prophet Habakkuk in the Old Testament was going through a very difficult time when he wrote these words in Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. He said, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Now go and be joyful in God your Savior today.